If I win this dispute, other people will not be unfairly fired like me. As for me, I want the workers not to be silent, but to respond when the law is violated or there are injustices. The International Labour Organization, or ILO, recently lamented the declining condition of labour rights in Myanmar. Thousands of people are vying for the same jobs in a depressed economy. The power of the unions has been curbed, and there are reduced options for workers to seek redress. But some people are fighting back. Hello and welcome to Do'othan, a weekly podcast that brings you human rights stories from Myanmar. It's brought to you by Fondation Hirondelle. This episode is produced by Do'othan freelancer Kinhin Puso. I worked in that garment factory for nearly two years and six months. I was paid 100,000 charts as compensation and the factory was closed in March. I am currently unemployed. Majiji Win used to get 4,800 chat per day working in a Yangon factory. Under the minimum wage law enacted in 2013, if a worker is fired, they must be given severance pay according to the length of service given. Majiji was not given what she was owed. Worse still, she can't find another job. She has three children to feed. Her husband is a day labourer, so his income is not stable. But when the factory closed, she was pregnant. After the factory closed, I applied for work in about four factories. When I was called for an interview, I was about 38 years old and was pregnant, so I was rejected. They didn't say that I was too old or it was because I was pregnant. But if someone else applied to the same place, they got the job. I'm sorry about it. If you're pregnant, if you're old, you won't be able to eat. The Myanmar Garment Manufacturers Association says that in the last three years, nearly 200 factories have closed or are in the process of closing, most of them in Yangon. Many factories were affected by the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. Then, after the coup in February 2021, factory workers and labour activists were at the forefront of protests against the military regime. Pressure grew on foreign investors to pull out of joint ventures, and the economy went into freefall. According to the ILO, 1.6 million people have become unemployed since the coup. Factory closures and a shortage of jobs leaves workers more vulnerable to labour rights violations. Activists say that dismissal without compensation is becoming common. There are also fewer people to help them. Unions say more than 300 labour leaders and activists have been arrested and imprisoned in the two years since the coup. Dormyomyo A from the Solidarity Trade Union of Myanmar says workers still need to speak up about problems. Previously, almost every factory had its own labor union. But many labor activists have gone into hiding for fear of being arrested by the regime since the military coup, and some have fled to liberated areas or foreign countries. As for me, I want the workers not to be silent, but to respond when the law is violated or there are injustices. 
If workers don't say anything about unfair dismissal, employers will think that they are right. Activists say that many workers don't dare to complain or appeal over injustices in the workplace for fear that that would create further problems. But some are fighting for their rights. In February, Uthang Han was fired from the factory where he was a manager. In fact, he and 19 others were fired, allegedly for not completing a task on time. But after negotiations, the others were reinstated. Only Uthang Han was not. He is 64. He believes the factory didn't want to pay his long-service benefits. He'd given the company nine years of service. Under the law, his severance pay alone would have come to more than 5 million chat. He was given nothing. Uthang Han refused to accept this. He filed a complaint with the township and regional labour offices and the Labour Tribunal. When he had no luck there, he wrote to the Ministry of Labour. When I sent a letter to the Ministry of Labour in Nebida, one of the directors suggested I accept two and a half million chat as compensation. But I refused to accept less than four million. The Ministry of Labour suggested I file a charge against the employer under the labour law. And the Solidarity Trade Union of Myanmar helped me with the dispute against the employer. So, I've met with a lawyer to sue my employer if he doesn't pay the compensation. His case is ongoing, but activists say it's more difficult for workers to get justice since the coup. Some disputes between employers and employees go to the Arbitration Council of the region or state. This consists of five representatives from each group, employer, employee and government. Labour activists say that employers' representatives are increasingly cooperating with regime-appointed representatives on the council, so the employees will always lose two-thirds of the votes. And Dormyomyo A says there is now no way to get past the council. In the past, labour disputes could be filed if the arbitration council decided unfairly. Since the military coup, a writ cannot be filed even if the Arbitration Council decides unfairly. A significant challenge to labor rights after the military coup is the increasing number of illegal dismissals of workers. Another challenge for workers is wages. Although the price of commodities have skyrocketed, the wages of the workers have not increased. Previously, the rate set for daily wage workers was enough for them to earn a living but now it's not. The workers are in a helpless situation. They have to put up with various violations like underpayments and forced overtime in order not to lose their low-income jobs. Some workers have to move from one factory to another due to the instability of the workplace. Then they lose their length of service benefits and have to reset these every time they start a new job. Workers like Majiji Win, who is due to give birth to her fourth child any time now. After the baby is born, I will have to go back to work in factories. If I don't get a job that time, it will not be easy to stay in Yangon. So I'm considering moving to live with my relatives in the ARE region. I don't want to move, but I don't have any choice. This is my fate. Meanwhile, Uthong Han continues to fight for his rights, not just for himself, but to encourage other workers. 
The workers are demoralized because they are not getting the compensation they deserve. Even a manager like me is facing this situation of being unfairly fired. Since my case is legitimate, I want to get my rights. I want the regime officials to solve this problem properly so that more workers don't suffer like me. If I win this dispute, other people will not be unfairly fired like me. If I lose this argument, later employers will be more aggressive in unfairly dismissing workers. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Do'athan. You can listen to our podcast via the Do'athan Facebook page. It can also be found on SoundCloud, YouTube and iTunes. You can also listen every Saturday night from 9 to 10 p.m. and Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on Voice of America Radio. The project to support human rights reporting is delivered by Fondacion Hirondel and it's made with the support of our donors.